Hey, good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, live on this hump day Wednesday on the front range. Yep, up here in, uh, well, I'll say beautiful Johnstown, Colorado. It is a little bit chilly, but overall, you know what? Not too bad uh, as winter is here on the front range. I'll be here for the rest of the week. I'll be heading back home on Friday uh, and be back in the Valley of the Sun uh, coming up for the Christmas holidays. I'll get you a holiday schedule out uh, pretty quick here. Sometime, sometime late next week, we'll get you a holiday schedule. And we're obviously we'll be running uh, limited hours uh, here at Patriot Trading Group over the holiday period. Uh, Eric will be here all, I think, all through the weekend, and then he'll be back in Phoenix as well. I uh, hope all of you are having a, a great week, gearing up, right, getting that Christmas shopping done. Of course, you know, Christmas shopping isn't what it used to be, right? Now you can just point and click. No more uh, going out, battling the crowds and uh, last minute, you know, like like most men, I'm one of those last minute guys. You know, it's like Christmas Eve, and and you're talking to your buddies. Hey, what did you get your wife for Christmas? Nothing. Uh, how about you? Uh, nothing. Hey, you want to go to the mall together? Okay, you know, right? Yeah. That, that now you just can do it all online, and of course, that just means more and more stores are going to close. A very very important Christmas season. For Macy's, Penny's, uh, I'll say Sears Kmart, but they're the last of their stores. I think will close uh, in 2020, and a and a bunch more as well. Uh, I saw GameStop out today. Get ready, more closures after Christmas for them. Apparently, the gaming council councils aren't selling as well as they thought, but. Uh, you know, we'll make it through one way or the other. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Of course, you know the website, allamericangold.com. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got a central bank meeting today. Of course, this is going to be one of the, what I call the big fat nothing burger meeting. Uh, no rate changes. And, and the Fed's already left a bunch of clues out there. They're not, the only moves coming in 2020 on rates. Our rates going to go up, rates going to go down, our rates going to stay the same. Uh, We're going to get, the Fed wants rates to stay the same. I mean, that's, their fingers are crossed. They're doing, you know, crossing both fingers. They got their toes crossed, right? They got their, their rabbit's foot in their pocket. They're hoping that in 2020, they won't have to keep lowering rates. Of course, you know me. I, I told you rate 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 cuts. Sorry, aren't they're not done yet. There's more room uh, to go to the bottom because it's been a race to the bottom. But the one thing they're supposed to do today is let everybody know the one thing we aren't going to do is raise rates, right? And so, uh, no rate hike, no rate cut this meeting. Uh, but more about, I think the, the the big focus is going to be the repo markets. We've talked about them here uh, quite a bit. Uh, the size of these repo auctions uh, continues to grow. They've left the daily at 125 billion, uh, and we're seeing any every day anywhere from about 70 
to 120 billion a day uh, in banks needing liquidity. That's a daily thing. Then they have several two-week auctions every, uh, I want to say it's either three and maybe five times a month where they're doing another $45 billion. So allowing, hey, banks, you don't have to borrow every day. That, that allows them to not raise the daily amounts, right? They want to, they, for whatever reason, they don't want to go higher than the $125 billion. They're going to have to, but, but that's what they don't want to do. Then they've got a 28-day one uh, that they run a couple of times a month. Then they've got a 40 I think it's a 45, maybe it's a 48-day, something like that, somewhere in the 40s. So, you know, they got one that'll go like six weeks. That that those are the ones that the the 28-day, the the two-week, the 28-day, the 40-some-odd-day ones, they keep raising those amounts. But now everybody's saying that get ready between now and the end of the year, there's going to be another wave of banks needing liquidity. And so this is what most people are anticipating uh, from the central bank today is Jay Powell's going to come out and tell everybody, don't worry, we're open. We'll make up as much money as we need to. But don't call it quantitative easing. There's a huge problem in, in, in what it does and why it's important is it just says, and, and there, and I don't know, a lot of you probably leave it to me to find out who's causing it, what's the issue, what's the problem. And let me explain it to you as simply as I can in the next segment, what the repo market issues are. It has to do with, well, obviously, first of all, you made banks way too big. But now the biggest banks don't want to lend out any excess capital. Or is it something more or worse than that? We'll talk about that next. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquint, uh, CEO here of the Patriot Trading Group, and just want to thank everybody all over the world, all over uh, the U.S. where we ship to that have done business with us over the years. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. I'll say that a bunch of times uh, before now and then. Uh, But with just supporting Patriot Trading Group and doing business with us, we are uh, 100% uh, sponsor-free. The only way we stay on the air is uh, through uh, people ordering from us. We've been doing this for 23 years. Uh, If you've never done hard assets, but you know, you know that you need to have some gold and silver set aside. The fact that they can't get control of these repo markets is just another one of the things uh, that really is starting to, to get scary because you know what the funny thing is, is this was a problem that was supposed to be just a one-time thing. And it was supposed to only be for a few weeks. Right now, we've got uh, infinite, infinite uh, 
pumping from the central bank. We got the buy, you know, their their balance sheet right now. Remember, we're supposed to be selling fifty billion dollars worth of bonds every month, right? To try to undo what we did during the financial crisis. And of course, now I think what everybody's saying is, depending on who you talk to, sometime next year. In 2020, possibly if they get lucky, and I don't think they're going to, but if they do, let's just say they get lucky and and it uh, the repo markets don't get as bad as I think they're going to get. By 2020 or 2021, early 2021, the Fed's balance sheet will be the biggest on record. In other words, it'll blow out what they had already done. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to explain it to you the best I can in or here in a minute, but I want to uh, get a message out to Gwen. Gwen, your order is here. Your mailbox is full. So we haven't been able to leave you a message. And Jason said that you wanted to come in and, and meet with me and meet Eric and meet everybody. So Gwen, if you're listening and you have an order here in Colorado, your order is here. Uh, call us here at the station, uh, 970-587-5003, and uh, Jason will try to set you up an appointment. We got a lot of – Jason's holding up his hands. like He wants me to set the appointment on the air. He's saying, come in at 2 o'clock. Okay. So, anyway, there you go. There's your <laughs> – hey, it's right live radio, and I can say what I want. So, Gwen, be here at 2 and uh, you can meet, uh, well, the guy that's got the body in the face for radio. What can I tell you? So these repo markets, right? So everybody's talking about it. How bad is it going to get? What happened? And, and everybody wants to place the blame somewhere. Oh, J.P. Morgan didn't lend. Uh, Bank of America didn't lend. Citigroup didn't lend. Or Wells Fargo didn't lend. Or it was hedge funds, or we, we don't know who it was. Let me explain it to you very simply. So banks are required by law, you know, thanks to the financial crisis. Now, remember, uh, they told us every single day, too big to fail, too big to fail, too big to fail, right? We had to bail them out. Right. And Hank Paulson, remember Hammer and Hank Paulson and the snow job, right? All the former Goldman Sachs Treasury secretaries. And, and uh, we got to bail out all these banks. And then they created that wonderful piece of legislation called Dodd Frank. Boy, I will tell you that most people don't even know anything about what's in Dodd-Frank. Now, you people that listen to me, you've been educated. It actually allowed for the banks to get even bigger. So their solution to too big to fail, right? I mean, anybody with an IQ higher than room temperature, when you say, hey, this is too big, right? So think about it this way. You bought a piece of furniture, and you want to get it through the front door, right? But it's too big. It's not going to fit. 
Would the solution be, I know, let's go out and buy a bigger piece of furniture, right? Of course not, right? What you would do, you'd have to look at your wife and say, honey, I love you, but it's just too big. Let's go buy something smaller. Now, of course, that would require common sense, but that's not really what their objective was. See, their objective is they want to control all of your money, all of your wealth, right? We've got a $23 trillion deficit. It's got to get paid for by somebody, right? And and so they've got it all mapped out. And Dodd-Frank actually allowed them to encircle your money even more. And they've got all kinds of legislation done through the SEC that didn't require any passage from Congress. There was no Senate bill, right? There was no debate out on the floor. You didn't hear anybody running from president talking about the legislation. Oh, I stand over here. I stand over there. No. Because because of Dodd-Frank, they didn't need to do that. And now it doesn't matter where your money is, in your bank account, in your 401k. Hey, maybe you've got an IRA or a money market. Who knows? Maybe you you got yourself one of those really fancy guaranteed till the day you die annuities. The government now has all of that surrounded. Whenever they feel like, when they determine that there is an emergency, No selling, no getting out, right? No no going to the sidelines, right? None of that stuff is going to be allowed. I mean, you'll you'll call your broker, you'll call your financial planner, and they'll tell you, well, uh, can't do that today. And so what's happened, though, is as all of this debt that we've created, now we try to lie about it, right? Oh, the national debt was only $948 billion last year. No, it wasn't. Not true. It was much more than that. This year, 2020, because you got to remember, we're already in fiscal year 2020 as far as the government's concerned. National debt's going to go up $1.2 trillion. That's just, I wish that was true. I mean, can you imagine? Here I am sitting there telling you, God, I wish the debt would only go up 1.2 trillion. It's actually going to be, I don't know, one six, one seven. Next year it'll be two, two trillion and three and four. But they've got to sell all of this debt. Right? And so remember how I've been telling you over, especially over the last couple of years, the Treasury Department keeps making the debt auctions larger. So every day, today, no exception, we sell debt. Six month, two month, uh, or two years, five years, seven year, 10 year, 30 year tips and inflation adjusted. And I mean, you name it, we've made up so many different kinds of debt instruments. And because they got to sell it all, because you don't, you can't have a default. You, know, you can't have that. No, you got to buy One of the things they did in Dodd-Frank is they told the banks, these too-big-to-fail banks, right? 
that, hey, I don't know, just make them smaller. No. Hey, you need to hold more of your lending in treasuries. They force them to do it. Right? So the banks know, okay, I'm JP Morgan. And I've got, who knows, God, they're so big, right? I've got X trillion dollars of loans out there. The government will mandate to them, hey, you know, and pick a number, 33% of all of your loans need to be AAA. Now, we know there's only, I think there's only, I think we're down to like five AAA companies in all of America. That's it. Most of the companies that you buy on Wall Street and love so much are actually rated junk. But who cares, right? Ah, it's just your money. You know, Wall Street's always got to go up. So they're forced to buy these treasuries. And all the banks, they've been buying them and buying them and buying them and buying them and buying them. Now, all of a sudden, they've bought so many. They've got a problem, which is, hey, uh, I don't have enough free cash flow to cover what all of our our, uh, clients need, right? I've got paychecks that got to get deposited. I've got tax bills that need to get paid. I've got mortgages. I got all this stuff, all these bills, you know, all this stuff. A lot of you, right? If you're like me, your wife sets you up on auto pay, right? So on the first of the month, the mortgage comes out on the 10th of the month, your healthcare bill comes out, the car payments come out, the insurance car for the cars come out, your life insurance, everything's on auto pay. Bank checks has got to have the money. So every night, banks kind of know, hey, I'm going to need, and, and, and pick a number, Let, uh, let's go big. Hey, I'm going to need uh, $500 billion tomorrow to cover my, uh, uh, you know, my uh, customers, my depositors as they pay bills. And doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter if it's a business client or if it's just a regular individual account. I need $500 billion in cash to send out to the mortgage companies, the government, to vendors, and all that stuff. And they look at their their, uh, balance sheet and they say, hmm, you know what? We've only got $400 billion. We need somebody to lend us a hundred billion dollars for tomorrow. Okay, so think about this in general. These are all of our banks, right? They roughly need about a hundred right now, and it's going up about a hundred billion dollars a day. Now they don't have it. What they have are treasury bills. So Normally, in a normal market, there would be another bank or a group of banks that are like, you know what? We actually have more money than what we need. And they simply loan it to the other banks and use the treasury bills as collateral. And then they know, hey, tomorrow, maybe 
I'll need the hundred billion and you'll have the extra, right? And you know, they just, you know, swap them back and forth and they charge each other a little bit. You know, you, you just charge them a little bit, you know, for a little bit. I'll let you borrow my money for the day. And this goes on every single day. It's been going on for decades. During the last, well, during the financial crisis, this was one of the things that broke down. The banks that had extra money today didn't want to lend it out because they're like, I don't know if I'm actually going to get it back tomorrow, and I need that money tomorrow. And so right now, this is what's happening every day. Think about it this way. Every single day, banks need they're a hundred billion short in cash. They're cash poor, but nobody wants their treasuries as collateral. Why? It's the best debt in the world, right? It's triple A. And now the central banks are forced to buy it all. What could possibly go wrong? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Economics has been called the dismal science. But a 2013 Nobel Prize winner in economics is feeling optimistic. Robert Schiller was interviewed on CNBC's Trading Nation, saying a new phenomenon he calls the Trump effect could keep the economy booming. Schiller cites the Trump effect for the ongoing success of our economy, but he could hardly be considered a partisan hack. In 2017, he actually predicted Trump as president would trigger a recession, but he now gives credit to the personal leadership of Donald Trump. In an interview, CNBC host Mike Santoli asked Schiller, aren't you worried about the danger of recession? What about the inverted yield curve, the slowdown in global growth, or the prospect of a tariff war? Schiller was quick to respond that the inverted yield curve scare looked frightening at first, but nothing dramatic has happened. We're still in the Trump era, and I think that Donald Trump, by inspiration, had an effect on the market, not just tax cutting. These strong words from Schiller reflect his intellect as a Nobel-winning economist and Yale professor. He knows Trump is personally taking the economy to new heights. The coming recession, predicted by so many, could occur without Trump to keep the economy going, and Schiller considers the possibility of impeachment to be the greatest threat to continued economic prosperity. Schiller says the big uncertainty is these impeachment hearings. If Trump survives that, he might contribute for some time in boosting the market. I wish other economists would find themselves in the company of Schiller on this. It's clear that Trump is the driving force here in our country. The economic expansion is already the longest in history, baffling so many experts. Computer models predict that by now we should be in a recession. The truth is, President Trump is defying the expectations of the academics, and he's getting real results. His experience, after all, comes from his time as a successful businessman not as an academic throwing around theories in a vacuum. Some, like Robert Schiller, are looking at the data and realizing they were wrong about Trump, but many more simply refuse to accept the reality we live in. The lesson from this is a simple one. 
conservative principles work. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you like what you see at the Trump White House? Will President Trump continue to advance conservative ideals? At phyllisschlafly.com, you gain complete access to Phyllis Schlafly Eagles news updates and commentaries and can track our work on Capitol Hill. Go online often to phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Uh, yesterday, we were running $20 gold. We were running junk silver. Both the gold market's up, what, six, seven more dollars today. The silver markets uh, are up like 20 cents today, and I'm leaving prices where they are. It's a Merry, Merry Christmas. Uh, U.S. $20 Liberties. Uh, at fifteen hundred and twenty dollars, we've got rolls of dimes, silver dimes, at sixty-seven dollars and fifty cents. Uh, we have rolls of quarters at one thirty-five and rolls of half dollars at one forty. They're all in stock. Give us a call eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. If if you're here in Colorado, come on down to the station. Meet me. Uh, meet Eric and pick up some gold and silver, and you too can have a very happy holidays and a Merry Christmas. Uh, let me tell you, so we got the trade tariffs supposed to go in effect this weekend. Now, there looks like there's only two choices. They're going to happen and or we're going to delay. Now, I know a lot of people out on the TV, oh, they're going to make a deal. I don't think so. I know that, that people are like, these. well, it's, it's just logical. Of course, China, we should, we should make this deal. Really, the answer is, no, we shouldn't, right? Do you make a deal? Let me ask you this. If somebody that you thought was your friend kept stealing from you, would you still be their friend? Again, you know, it's just the common sense thing. So I I, uh, I know that uh, people that want to see stock prices go up, and, and you know what's so funny is less and less Americans are in the market. Everything I read, less and less people are in the stock market. Um, and, 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 of course, I can't blame them right now. Can I tell you? Uh, do I feel good telling you? And I always do. You know I do. You have to be diversified. Think about what you would have missed if you hadn't owned any stocks, right? Uh, even though gold's been great, silver's been great, right? They're doing fine. You got to be diversified. But they're so overpriced right now. And, of course, we've got this huge problem with banks don't have money. Now, we got to put our money in there. Most of us out in the real world, you only can get paid with direct deposit. 
right? You don't have a choice. You got to have a bank account and your money's got to go in there. And every day, banks need a hundred more billion dollars than they have every day. And actually, the number is actually bigger than that. But it's going to get worse. So at the end of every quarter, it seems like it ramps up and then it stays ramped up. And then the end of the next quarter ramps up and stays there, ramps up and stays there. It's not ramps up and goes back down. It ramps up, stays, ramps up, stays. It's, it's, we're just staircasing in. And then one of my, you know, there's, you guys know this. There's only about four or five guys that I really listen to. When they come out and say things, I tell you about it. Uh, Double line CEO, Jeff Gunlatch, he's a guy that I've been telling you to follow for years. Uh, This is where, and again, where do the billionaires put their money? They put it with this guy. He sat down with Yahoo Finance to discuss about uh, U.S. stocks are going to get absolutely crushed during the next recession. Now, that's not a profound statement. We know since uh, we went off the gold standard in 1971 that we live in boom and bust cycles, right? All of us know that. We get it, right? Uh, you know, they they build it up, it crashes, build it up, it crashes, build up, crash, and, and, and every time they've got the same solution every single time, which is we'll fix it with more debt. Now, what is it that crashes? And people have a tough time. Oh, well, the economy got bad. Well, what happened? What crashes is the debt markets. People can't pay their bills. Right? Like the trucking company I told you about on Monday, they didn't even make it to Wednesday. Right? They 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 shut down. Actually, they, they had to shut down Monday, Monday night. Right? That's not good. The largest trucking bankruptcy in U.S. history, that's a sign, right? All these retailers closing down, that's a sign. All of the, all of a sudden, these issues with, and it starts right with the subprime, the people with worse credit. I don't know if you know this company, Cons is their name. They're in Arizona. I don't know if they're in Colorado. They're kind of like a big version of Rent-A-Center. So they have, you know, all your appliances and your big screen TVs, your couches, all of these things that they they uh, rent to people with bad credit. They just had their earnings out yesterday. And they said, and they missed bad. But what was funny was they said that they saw a record level of increase in people not making the very first payment, right? The very, couldn't even make the very first payment. That's a sign. So Gunlotch, who's a debt guy, he's a, he's big in the bonds. That's where he's, he's a specialist there. So saying that the next recession stocks are going to get crushed, that's not a, I don't view that as some um, crazy. Yes, we've had this, this run up, not in profits, right? Profits are no different than they were six years ago, seven years ago. But we've had a run-up in what I'll call the premium you're paying. We call it the P-E ratios. 
mostly because the central bank doesn't want to allow for debt to be priced properly. You know those repo auctions I was educating you about? The central bank is stepping in because there are banks that will lend money. They will, but they don't want the little bit. See, they want, hey, if we're going to give you the money, I want a whole lot more than the little bit. And that's why the central bank is doing it. They don't want debt to be priced properly. I mean, could you imagine if you uh, woke up next week and the 10-year note wasn't 1.8%, but was 4.8%, the chaos that would happen? And this is what Gundelich has been, uh, Gunlatch has been talking about, talking about the trouble in the debt markets as interest rates continue to hover around zero. And he's saying that 2020 could be the year that the debt bomb that the United States is sitting on ignites. I'll tell you about that next. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour. U.S. twenty dollar Liberty Gold pieces got gold up almost almost approaching ten bucks now. Uh, fourteen seventy four uh, on a, on spot gold right now. Fourteen seventy four, and looking at what's going to happen in the repo markets. What I think Jay Powell is going to say today, which is the only, the, the, their base scenario is rates will stay right here in 2020. Right? Now, if you want to believe that, you can, right? I know I, I, I want to. I want to believe that. But here's the problem. You know, remember a year ago. Let's not forget. They raised rates. Remember, they, they, they made the December stock crash because that was one more rate hike than what the stock market could handle, right? Because the cost of debt is getting too expensive, right? Think about this. The Fed's funds rate was 2.25%, which in any other time in history, before the year 2000 would have been a rate that most economists and everybody in America would have been like, the central bank has lost their mind. And what Wall Street told the central bank last year was you're going to cause the crash. You're going to cause it. And of course, remember the central bank was going to be getting out of uh, selling off its balance sheet, and then, of course, now we we know what happened, right? They're adding to their balance sheet. They cut rates three times. Now they're saying, "Oh, it's going to be done." It's not, but that's actually going to be bullish for gold because they're not. They're going to say no rate hikes are coming at all. The only thing possible are the rate cuts. They're going to try to reassure Wall Street that they'll print as much money as necessary on these repo auctions. And and 
uh, don't worry, we got this, right? Because that's what they want to say. And you should know, they don't got this. You know that. I know that. Right? Nothing that they ever say is going to happen happens, right? It just doesn't. They're, they're the worst predictors ever, and they've got more data than anybody. But here's where uh, Gunlatch is saying is going to happen, and, and it makes sense to me. He said, you know, in the 20th century, so, you know, we're in the 21st century. For those of you that don't know, this is the 21st century. In the 20th century, remember the roaring 20s? Now, none of us were alive back then, but we read about it in our textbooks, right? The roaring 20s, right? And everything was great. Yet uh, everybody was in the stock market. The stock market was doing great. The, the Americans were, were just celebrating like there is no tomorrow. And we are kind of the superpower of the world now. And then it was the big crash at the end. Dunlatch has a, a similar take on this. You know, because history repeats, but it never repeats exactly. This time around, he thinks it's going to be much different and that instead of the roaring 20s, the 20s of the 21st century are going to be known as the the decade of real turmoil. And he has a great understanding of what's happening. And he talks about how we kicked the can down the road, right? We kicked the can down the road on debt, right? We, we, we don't want to admit it. The debt, the, the small debt number. If they're already telling us 1.2 trillion and it's only December, what's it really going to be? One three, one four, right? What's the real debt going to be? One seven, one eight, one nine two trillion. Social Security. Here's the truth about Social Security, and I know that you won't like it, but it is what it is. There is no trust fund. That's fake. Now, the government does pay the interest, right? Of course, the interest they got to pay is not nearly as much as it used to be with the 10-year note way down there. Shh, don't say anything about that. But Social Security is already broke. We already pay out more than what comes in. Yet nobody wants to talk about it. There's not a Democrat or a Republican that wants to deal with it. Gunledge says... That bill is due this century, this decade, the 20s of the 21st century. We will not get out without having to deal with Social Security, health care. Right? I just told you my health care story. I'm up, I'm up to $875 a month. I know a lot of you listening, you're like, I pay 1000 I pay 1100 I pay 1200 and it's not enough. Pensions. So think about Social Security would be bad enough. Health care would be bad enough. Pensions would be bad enough. He says, but we got to deal with all of them all during the 20s. And he said that they're going to be needing to be resolved because the compounding curve 
is just so bad. Because, right, we, we know we've got a trend of this stuff. We see how much. I'll, I'll use Social Security as an example. You know how much more we spent this year than we did last year in one month? Right? Just, I mean, November just ended. $22 billion. I mean, just Social Security alone. That means the debt's up another $260 billion. I mean, Matt's not that hard. It's a radio news hour. You may want to start calling now. Get that gold and silver put away. Get ready for the 20s. We'll be back. Final segment. Final segment here on this Wednesday. And just finishing here with Jeff Gunlatch. And he just, you know, he's nailing it. Every chart I see says that we don't get out of the 20s without dealing with Social Security, Medicare, pensions, all of them at the exact same time. And he's right. And we we know that. All of us out there, we know. We know that these things are coming. And we've been kicking the can and kicking the can. And think about, we had a great stock market. I mean, starting really what? 2013 or so? Maybe 2012? It was great. But it was built up on all of this debt that we tried not to deal with. And here's what he thinks. He thinks by 2027, interest rates aren't going to be zero. And, and, and it's almost I'm almost laughing. He says they're going to be 3%. Now, the, funds, the Fed's funds rate may be negative, but he thinks that the interest rate is going to be 3%, which any other type here, everybody, I would say 3%, give me some of that. 3% is going to make the just the interest on the debt payments soar. He says that's minus 2.5% of GDP. We don't even have 2% now. So lose 2.5%. Two, two and, and by the way, we still got to deal with Social Security and Medicare and the pensions. Yeah, it, it's probably time to get a little more heavily involved in the gold and silver markets. And, and are we setting up for the exact opposite of the roaring 20s of the 20th century and headed for something far different of the 20s of the 21st century? 800-951-0592. Don't forget, you can always go out to allamericangold.com. I got all of the items, all, all the junk silvers on sale out there. The 20s are on sale out there, so you can get it done uh, the old way or the new way. And, and Eric just walked into the studios. Good morning. Don't forget, I'll be doing the uh, front range hour today. So uh, you can go to 1360khmc.com and tune in right after this show. Oh, you're going to be on the forum today. Forum. Yeah, all right. So Eric will be on the open forum coming up next. Uh, so tune in for that. All of you that aren't here on the front range, go to 1360khmc.com. And uh, Eric's going to be spreading all of his wealth of knowledge. I'm sure it's going to be uh, a lot of laughs and, and entertaining as well. U.S. $20 Liberty gold pieces. They're $1,520. You got gold at fourteen seventy-five. 
So 45 bucks over spot. How you doing? That's why we're the best there is out there. Uh, rolls of silver dimes. You get 50 silver dimes in a roll at $67.50. Uh, rolls of silver quarters. The, the, those are $10 face rolls of quarters. 40 silver quarters at 135 And if you so desire, we got $10 face rolls, a half dollar. Those are 20 half dollars in a roll. Uh, those are at $140. Uh, by the way, uh, silver, uh, $1,583 right now, or $1,683. Woo, missed a few bucks there. Uh, 800-951-0592. The open forum coming up next right here on 1360 Cape. 